1: Think left and think right, and think low and think high. Oh, the things you can think up if you only try. Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss's books often feature characters whose unexamined and false beliefs prevent them from being happy or satisfied with their lives. He teaches without preaching and shows us that we are capable of enormous creativity. Valeria interviews Jo Ellen Newman. She is a certified life and business coach, CEO of Transformational Coaching by Joe and speaker. Joe Ellen Newman is a former nurse and healthcare executive. Having excelled in her role as a corporate healthcare strategist, Jo Ellen's skills in growth strategy and revenue management are second to none. Her success in occupying respected leadership positions within the complex healthcare industry has honed her intuitive and nurturing approach, which she now combines with a logical process management acumen. Driven to assist those who are struggling in their personal or professional lives, Jo established her boutique consultancy, which seamlessly blends intellect with intuition. Her unique coaching approach is designed to help clients unlock their full potential and achieve their goals, no matter how lofty they may seem. The fullest essence of my clients know that they have a duty to themselves to achieve their vision. My job is to get them there. Meet Joe Ellen at TYT Here's the interview with Joe Ellen Newman.
0: In your own words, who is Joe Ellen Newman?
2: Oh, my goodness, who am I? I think I'm just a being having a human life, working here and loving here and discovering. I'm, a, I'm an investigator, I guess, in yeah. many ways.
0: Yes, I love, I love that. I mean, what's not to love about the self-discovery journey or even right. the, the thought of it, becoming curious about what, who and what we are. That sounds very spiritual to me. Do you have any spiritual practices or views of yourself in the world?
2: I do. I, you know, my spiritual practices are pulling cards and meditating and really taking a few minutes, even every single day or multiple times a day, putting my hand on my heart and going within it, it, it resets my energy and it keeps me present. And I find once I'm present, then I stay in my power and in my energy of love. Mm. Oh, wow.
0: yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's beautiful. Now, I didn't expect that. <laughs> we're, we're, we're about to talk about, I thought the topic was about the whole brain. I mean, I, you did mention the soul, though, and that caught my attention. So right. the topic is using the whole brain to garden the soul. I love that. That's the topic of this episode. So I guess with that in mind, my next question is about the soul. How would you describe what that is?
2: Mm. Well, I believe the soul is a never-ending level of energy. And when I talk about my whole brain, you know, we in our human forms, we have a left hemisphere and a right hemisphere. And, you know, in in coaching like I do and helping people along spiritually, but as well as in their business or in in their life, Tapping into the soul, this level of energy that truly never dies. So I'm speaking, I'm a conduit to speak to their ancestors, their future beings, their future lives, as well as the present being that's in front of me. And so the soul is just something that truly never dies. And I see that all the time. My my husband was previously married. And just to give you a quick example, yeah. in our real life left yeah. brain world, yeah. you know, his kids didn't have the chance of growing up with him. And although he would have loved it, um, but when they came to visit us, they would have these same yearnings for food and behaviors, not having him present as, you know, showing them examples. And it was fascinating to watch and i've seen that with my clients as well trying to put them where is this when is this experience right putting them really present but is this a, a an experience right now that they've had at another point in time which means they're dealing with history or they're working in their future they're not really present and that's the moment when they have power, when we all have power. So the soul is, is just so intertwined with that energy of never ending. And, you know, obviously people reflect that in their, their spiritual beliefs, whether that's God, goddess, Allah, you know, Buddha, it's, it, it manifests in different words. But to me, it's all the same and so it's my opportunity my honor really when i work with clients to just tap into not looking at who they are currently in front of me but their ancestral lineage because that's the whole soul the past the present and the future
0: yes that really resonates with me and it's not right? just in the sense of feeling comfort cuz that it is the case for a lot of people, it, it's really comforting to hear those things. You know, you never die, you have a soul that never dies. But how do we get to, let's say, that's the, the seems like this is a topic of our conversation, if I understood you correctly about the whole brain. So how do we get to integrate that knowledge without becoming, let's say, a faith-based sort of understanding or or, or just at the level of the intellect, something that we have Information that we have acquired, and now we are just kind of passing that on through Mm -hmm. language. So how do we, I would love to to know more about the embodiment of that truth that we never die, which it is very much what I not believe in, what I...
2: What you you live, I'm sure. Yes, but it's more
0: like an intuition. You can't, you cannot, we cannot prove it in a way I have... There's so many evidence, as you said. There's so many people with out of body experience, near death experiences, and, and reincarnation. It proves out there. Stories. It's incredible. So right. of course, I, I I have a tendency to kind of okay, that 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 is true from experience. But it's beyond experience. It's something that intuitively kind of speaks to me, and knowing without the need to explain it away in, in a way.
2: Well, it's, it's, it's interesting because my tagline for my business is really combining intellect with intuition. And as a, you know, I'm, I'm a certified trainer for infinite possibilities as well as being a certified coach. And it's so fascinating because when you can work with people who are very left brain, right, they're the architects, the Uh, the analysts, the accountants, the doctors of the world, right? Right. Brilliant people. And I've taught them, you know, in courses with infinite possibilities. So reaching them, and, and like you asked, how do you merge the two? How do you bring out the soul with our left brain world? It's helping them get quiet and listen to symbols or see symbols. So for that, I might bring in tarot or oracle cards because it bypasses our ego brain and we can connect with just a symbol of a picture. That's why we have such affiliation with visual learning or with art, right? It means something to each and every one of us, but it's very personalized, right? So when we can move the ego out of it and reach into the message, then that's your soul message talking to you. So then how do I take that soul message and turn it into okay what do I do with that how do I how do I take this information and we break that down I always call it chunking it down into actual steps that people can then take whether it's in their business or in their life that are essentially tasks say okay now what do you do so for example I had a woman once who had very much uh, a great deal of difficulty driving on the interstate. And she certainly did not want to make a left-hand turn. That was, you know, difficult for her. Something simple as in someone's personal life as that, it would be simple to you and I maybe. But for her, it created such severe anxiety that it was really impacting her marriage. So over a course of three months, because what I'm doing is retraining your brain to really think in thoughts that are supporting you and serving you, right? So I get into your subconscious by either doing meditation or tarot or oracle cards, things that will allow you to bypass the ego brain. And then with the action steps saying, can you go out to your car and just make a left turn in your private neighborhood, not on, not on an open road, things like that. And you start small, you chunk it down. If you're in a business and you're having trouble financially, then you want to, okay, first, it's always our mindset. We have, we create this cloak of fear or self doubt or, or some sort of storm that keeps us from believing that heck I'm going to succeed at this. This is going to be powerful. And what I have will resonate with the uh, community that I serve. Right. So how do I do that? How do I connect with them? And then you look down what are you, you create a step by step process from that saying, all right, I need to whether it's marketing, how do I market? And you put that into very small steps so that each step you take is a progression to your success because we never know until, until we actually reach success what success is, right? We don't, the, the path from starting out to the actual success seems like doubt and drudgery to many people, but they can turn around and look back and it, oh, I did that. But it was each small step that we took Those are the left brain, the the tasks of the left brain, but it was the belief of the right brain that you trusted yourself. Oh, I can do that. And it's getting into that right brain first and then creating a path, a tangible path to work the plan from the left brain.
0: Right. Wow. You said a lot there, lots of notes here, but A question that I would love to ask you now, speaking of success, is how do you define success these days for yourself, Joelle?
2: I think success has to be based on my level of loving, not just myself, but of others. So when I work out of love, I know that I have created the most successful day. What does that mean in in real life? It means that my interaction, my connection with others becomes a true connection. It's not shallow, it's joyful, it's learning. Sometimes those are sometimes hard conversations, but when I focus with love at that very moment, what is my intention? How do I deliver this message with love? Then I know in my soul, I have learned, but I've also connected with a fellow soul to say, have I made your day better? If I've made someone else's day better, that's, that's stupendous, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then at that time, I've lived my day with integrity and on with intention I'm living out of intention and not out of habit. When I live out of habit, I've gone, I've, um, I, I've first of all, I've lost my power. I'm now in rote motion, and I've just kind of gone dark. I'm not present. But when I'm working out of intention, this is what this is what um, Olympic champions do, right? You've got an intention. You're focused. And sometimes we're driven. But sometimes as long as we know how we want to feel, how we want to communicate, it's really that opportunity keeps us, keeps me knowing that, yes, I'm living my day successfully and in my power, knowing that I'm living out of love. And that manifests in a lot of different ways, whether it's money, clients, um, safety, security, all those things, they just show up. But that's all a reflection of the power that I've lived in from moment to moment, hour to hour, day to day. And I go to sleep and I can sleep, mm. right? <laughs> uh, that's,
0: uh, that's beautiful, though. I don't often hear this kind of answer for some reason. I, I do hear a lot when I ask the question about success, about helping others in this feeling of contentment and fulfillment by doing so but i i don't hear i never i think i never heard really success being in in alignment to coming from love that's such a refreshing answer you gave here you made me think would you say that this space this love space that you're coming from then it's the the ground for all the other Beautiful feelings such as joy, as you mentioned, happiness, peace, gratitude. Or I usually go by peace more than anything else. Mm -hmm. And then from peace, everything else arises. The peace of knowing what I am, not even who I am. So, yeah, I would love to hear from you a bit more about that.
2: Well, I think it's when I think about love and its power and how it manifests and feeling peace when you think about peace you feel like okay everything's going right but the question is are you still at peace in the massive storm so for example um, god bless the people in maui and everything that they're going through in lahaina right so can you still feel at peace with that trauma that, or even the political drama, you could think of the big stories of the day. Can you still feel peace? And when you return to love and recognize that we are all on our own private journey, and whether it's in distress and knowing that you can feel peace sending them love, you can feel peace sending those you may not agree with and saying, what do I have to learn from this? But it's your own personal peace. So peace can't be something that is elusive. Peace is either with you all the time, or if it's some of the time, that's what you are striving for. But it's really your own self-discovery. It's, And that's why coaching is so incredibly value, valuable. It allows you to recognize that you can be peace even in the midst of trauma and storm. Because look at our lives. We are a reflection of the tenacity and strength of our entire history. We're here alive today because we, our forebearers, had the tenacity to fight from, you know, the Stone Ages to, you know, heretical times to, you know, all those you know times that were hard for women and yet they made it through when we can remember i'm getting goosebumps when we can remember the history and kind of elongate our perspective right open it up to i'm i'm a, i'm here as a result of my family and all of my forebears fighting through those obstacles of course we can get through the traumas and the dramas of our current societal issues, right? Of course we can get through the personal traumas and dramas uh, that are happening to us. Because we are creating, you know, children and going on, we will survive and thrive. And in that, in that, like, oh, my gosh, I can feel peace, even with all that going on. That becomes very powerful.
0: Yes. Uh, yes. A trillion times to that, to that truth, that peace is always here and never left us. And with that comes a sense of freedom. And I think Absolutely. the idea of freedom is that what you call love to me is freedom itself. Absolutely. Everything is free to express itself the way it does. It's almost like freedom is being expressed, being exercised in everyone. one through everything that we see at any, any given moment. Every, all this means freedom. So that's how I think about love for some reason. It kind of evolved, of course. I had different ideas. Yeah. No,
2: I love it. It's, it's beautiful because think about how you feel with freedom being love. And if you did have to have a difficult conversation, mm-hmm. yeah. you know yeah. in your soul that that's freeing. Also, mm, you do yes. it from that state of being, that state of mind, that state of love. Mm. That is freedom to be able to express yourself. And so many of us um, have difficulty dealing with contrast, right? With, yes, right yes. with Ajita. But when we know, when we trust our soul. Our stand in our love, stand in our intention with love, that is freeing. And then we have those difficult conversations um, that, you know, this is how I felt or this is what I understood it as when, you know, we express ourselves, then maybe the other person can listen and it becomes this really powerful exchange.
0: Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. How, how do I resonate with that? Ah <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, yes, in yes. That's why I host this podcast. That's how it started in the first place.
2: I know. I love listening to all your people uh, that you have on. Yeah, I couldn't have
0: these conversations with people around me, Joe Allen. And that's why I had to find create a platform where mm-hmm. we could talk about anything. Of course, these conversations um they are guided in a way. They're spiritually guided. That's how I see it. So, the conversations they usually are very positive and enlightening and beautiful. And but sometimes I do have some because I go, of course, the body minds going through challenges all the time, something happens. And then, once in a while, I share here what's happening, and that's interesting to see kind of as a perceiver, kind of watch just the expression of that too. So, it's not easy, but it's necessary. You know what I heard the other day? I think we have, last night I heard something that caught my attention. It was a spiritual teacher who said something about, he's a psychologist too, and he said, once we find a place that healing is not needed, a place that's whole, that is complete, and infinite, which is the mm-hmm. soul as you describe, or the spirit, then it creates a foundation to explore what needs healing in a sense of body-mind. And that kind of stayed with me. It made a lot of sense. And then bringing this insight to, to this conversation, I have a question for you. Do you distinguish brain
2: from mind
0: or they are one and the same?
2: I believe there are two different things. Right. I think the brain is the organ. The mind is our mind chatter. And boy, do we have stories <laughs> yes. with our mind chatter, right? <laughs> yes. I mean, so we have uh-huh. two separate brains almost, you know, one's an organ. One is the ethereal um, synapses that are continuing to talk to us. And sometimes they're good, but most of the times they're trying to marginalize us. And right. uh, and listen, we all have it, right? <laughs> oh, but, yes. Uh-huh. Right. And so when I, you know, you, when you talk about your body talks to you, as you know, we, we were originally scheduled, um, for a different date and I broke my yeah, hand yes, right. and with breaking my hand, right. it was so fascinating. It changed my balance, right? right? So my back went out and I thought, Oh, listen to this. Yes, and I yeah. thought I had to listen to my body. And yeah. I think part of it was one, I was just in pain. I was uncomfortable, yes. but two, it might've been a little bit of fear. It's like, I'd never had this before. What is this, this new thing that's going on? I'm, I'm restricted. And I, so being, you know, I'm, I'm like, I do bring in right brain tools, whether it's meditation, the cards, but I also bring in crystals. So I held a lot of crystals, one to keep me grounded, to help me be present I felt weakened and then also to revitalize and let me know I'm safe. I'll get through this. I it, it's a little bit frustrating, but I'll get through this. It's okay. And each day is better. I'm using my my hand again. I mean, not totally, but I, you know, it takes a while for the hand and arm to heal, but I know without a doubt this is all going to be better and so it really is the, the magic the magnificence of your body to talk to you say okay you're a little bit imbalanced you're not at peace right now let's see what you need to do and that's when it's really important to you know have listen to messages like you put out in this podcast that keep people feeling good or having friends saying hey I'm sending you healing love those are just magic bubbles to me it's like Oh, you had no idea! Huh. Yes. I really needed to hear that, you know. So, right. um, but right. I use crystals a um. lot. So I coach with crystals, um, um. whether it's for me or for others. Um, so that they're energy from the earth, right? Yeah. They're they're yes. truly yes. gifts from the earth, yes. and they manifest in different ways, just like our inten- intentions manifest in different ways. One, we can see, touch, feel, and feel. Um, those are crystals. and the other, the our intentions, we can't taste those. We can't feel those, but we can we can speak them. And it's both a left and a right brain. So for me, it's another mechanism for me to use the left brain. Let's use a crystal. This is why. this is how you use it. This is what it's for. Let me teach you how to, to you know, get in tune with it because it's going to tune into your personal body. And then the right brain is letting loose those those intentions and then you can make them more real through writing those affirmations or writing those intentions. That becomes a little bit more real for people. Um, but it's it's fascinating how the spoken word, whether it's written or heard, has an opportunity to shift our vibration to make sure we get rebalanced. And that's what you do every day. You gift everybody every day with your podcast.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. I call my sacred space for a reason. Yes. It is. Right. Yeah. Wow. Joelle, you just, yeah, the crystal. That's such a wonderful approach, isn't it? To business, to life itself. To bring the whole person into whatever we do, right? Bring our hearts, take with us everywhere we go not leave at home when you go to work. I love that idea.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's, mm. And so I've, I've worked with small businesses, entrepreneurs, where those crystals, it's like, how do we use crystals specifically for what you want, you know, as a crystal strategy for your business? That's an opportunity that people, I think, don't realize is available to them, learning how to use those things. Yeah. Um. It's It's fascinating. It's wonderful.
0: Yes, yeah. I I had the experience before. For some reason, it always evolves to something else. Like now I'm very much into doodling and I keep doodling the flower of life. Oh, I love that. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Which means I didn't know the meaning, but I kept doodling that to the point that I had to get something for the room. And that's a a beautiful flower of life. And then the meaning of that, which I didn't know, is that uh, the interconnectedness of everything. Yes. So that kind of okay, now it makes sense, of course. Right? (laughs) Isn't that interesting? We yeah, like you said, is that's the right brain using symbology, right, to communicate. And And it took me a while.
2: (laughs) I think that's a perfect description of you. I really do, because you have it behind your photo.
0: Yes, that's it. You see it, right?
2: Yeah. I do. Yeah. I do. And (laughs) I love that because you respect life on multiple levels. And you recognize that we are all interconnected. You know, I mean, it's, and we forget that sometimes. We do.
0: <laughs> yeah. Is that the
2: left brain that does it? <laughs> yeah. I wonder well, what does you it. you know, we <laughs> have, we have our tribes, I think. And I think when, you know, I have two questions that I ask people um, to think about in And I just play with the phrase, what if, what if you're wrong and what if you're right? But what if that is an incredibly, what if you could find an answer? What if you could succeed? What if you could resolve this conflict? What if just to play in that field? What if your enemy is right? Would you be allowing yourself? To just play in that playground of the what if. And then we can open up this vista of being being willing to listen and listening. What if. And when we get stuck with things or when we fail, okay, what's next? It's okay. There's no... I have so I have had so many clients who had such judgment over failing with something. I said, so what? Failure is neither right nor wrong. It's only as a human that we put judgment and, um, you know, decisions on, oh, this was right because I, you know, or this was wrong because I failed. No. What did you learn? What was the pearl from that failure? What was the aha moment? Um, so was it really wrong? Or did it just make your path a little bit of a detour? Yes, but we don't live a linear life. We live a secure, circuitous life, just like the full hour of life. You'll take a thousand different pathways and learn every single day of your life when you think, okay, I, I, did, I failed at that, what's next? Then you live a generous, productive, evocative um discovering everyday life that opens your world to so many worlds so many ideas so many philosophies that they may not resonate with you and that's that should be okay for people sometimes it's not and when it's not they're not ready to listen right or you're not ready to listen depending on where you're at in that spectrum but i think When we look at those two phrases, what if and what's next, we become critically thinking and we lose judgment on ourselves. We lose guilt or self-doubt. And we can say, what did I learn? You know, it's like, okay, let me take a scalpel to this. And not with judgment but just with an opportunity for an aha moment, for learning, for discovery, because every single day is a day of discovery.
0: So true. And that takes being open, right, and receptive. I love the idea of being open to possibilities. It's really being in touch with our infinite nature, which we will call soul again. Right. You know, I have a question for you. I know you mentioned, but yeah, we did schedule this interview for, I think it was two weeks ago, I'm not sure. And then, yeah, you broke your hand, and I'm sorry to hear that. No, uh, I'm doing jo much Helen. better. Thank you. And I remember like feeling, because I feel everything. It's that. Yep. That's why sometimes I have a hard time with some interviews that I host that's really about uh, massive suffering, mm-hmm. going through massive pain, suffering. So I try not to, not even read too much because then I become a little depressed or something in me kind of becomes very sad. But the question about what happened to you. So when something happens to us, the physical body, do you automatically or the brain automatically, something in you automatically assigns meaning to it or tries to look for connections? This happened because, and then... Because it often happens to me. I don't get hurt often, but yesterday I did. Oh. My dog, yeah, my dog was playing in my backyard. And my husband and I uh, came from the gym. And then he, he, actually, my husband took my dog to play, uh, to go pee in the back. And then mm-hmm. we have glass doors, and I didn't see the glass door. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, that has been like so many years since when I was a child, I think that happened. So I just smashed my face against the glass door. My nose, if you could see me now, there's bruise, there's a little red thing. Oh, bless
2: your heart, Valeria.
0: So isn't that interesting? Then I was, yeah, but that's, for me, it's like, oh, interesting. And then I start kind of uh, becoming, uh, become more introspective. Of course, Mm it's painful. And then automatically Mm -hmm. the body cries, but I was not really, it was not something that I was not intentionally crying in a sense. Oh, this is so painful, I'm going to cry. Of course. I just cried anyway. I'm like, okay, interesting again. And I'm trying to, like today, and I became very reflective. So I'm wondering if that happened to you. Like where is, it seems like there is um, a disconnection somewhere or some lack of harmony somewhere. Of course, and I can trace that back. The brain can do that work really well. And then Mm -hmm. start, oh, that was the reason. This was the reason. And, you know, connecting things. But is Mm -hmm. this something that's necessary, Joellen, or just let it be what it is?
2: (laughs) I think a little bit of both. I mean, I think yeah. um I think you absolutely said said it where you um you said, "Um, oh, that's interesting." Yes. I yeah. think that's a really really powerful approach to when we come up, you know, um, acutely come up against an issue, um whether it's the the patio door that's clear glass and and you go into it and or me, I I had a tug of war with a root, you know, and what am I doing, you know, trying to pull this root and I should have had someone else do it or whatever. And the root broke and I fell. So, so it's like, um, when I think about that, it's like, I wasn't really present. I wasn't really paying attention to what I was doing. And it's just being mindful of being present. Now, Honestly, we can't always do that. We have to go through life when we do this and do yeah, that. True. But it's an opportunity to reset. And it's like, all right, where am I going next? And you, sometimes, especially people with ADD or ADHD, I have them segment their days, right? What's your intention just for the next 15 minutes, for the next hour? Break it down really small sometimes, um, sometimes writers have to do that. All right. For this 15 minutes, I'm not going to go longer because then it gets overwhelming, right? What if I can't write in the next two hours or, you know, things like that. So it's really segmenting time, segmenting an intention. Where am I going from here to there? And I know it sounds very, very basic, but when our days get really frenetic and so you know, we, we move on just rope memory. I'm going from point A to point B, boom, boom, boom. And, but no, what am I going to do? I'm going to try to get this root out, or I'm going to try to fix this. Um, but it's, it's an exercise in your brain, truly. And and we're not uh, perfect, obviously, because uh-huh, yes. we both had an injury. <laughs> yes, right? right. Yes, but it's an yep. opportunity to <laughs> um, reset. Do I want to do this? Am I capable of doing this? You know, me and the and the root in the in the yard with this big bush. Um, but it's really, you know, what does it mean to have a right hand broken? You know, they do say that there's meaning, and you know, the shamans will say, yes, your right hand is really. Um, you know, I, I don't know what they would say, but, but it's an opportunity to slow down. It is an opportunity to slow down and take life in smaller moments because you live more powerfully that way. And I, you know, sometimes I almost feel sorry for the kids on the internet because they think everything is on there as, everything's better than what they have. Or they have to do this and to get, you know, so many likes and stuff like that. It's it's the connection, the true connection with people or with yourself that allows you to live a rich story. So when you can call or even texting, but still when it's such a really human to human connection and slow enough that our brain can process it. There's a reason we don't manifest immediately from thought to manifestation, right? It takes time because your your brain, your mind wants to make sure: is this really what you want? Is this your true intention? Um, and we want to fill that in, right? But once we've made, we we've reached that clarity of what we want and where we want to go, it's kind of like putting in your order with the with the waiter at the restaurant. Here's what I would like, boom, you're one and done. You don't need to keep saying it. You don't need to keep thinking about it. You've set your intention. Your expectation is that you're going to get what you ordered, right? Your expectation is, okay, I'm going to walk out here and I'm going to work in my yard and I will go this far with it. It's just mindfulness, and and if I don't, then I'm going to stop and I'm not going to have, an. you know, who, who would ever walk out in their yard and say, I'm going to have an injury that's going to take me to the hospital. Of course not. Right. But when we're cognizant of, OK, this is my intention. If it gets too hard for me, I'm going to stop. It's just being mindful of, you know, of that. Otherwise, you know, we do have other things on our mind, but it, but when you t- a really short exercise is just take a breath. Our breath is our God, goddess, literally right inside of us. Just take a breath. Reset. You can do one, seven, whatever people want to tell you to do. Take a breath. So everybody listening out there right now, take a breath. I'm doing doing it. (laughs) Right? Feel that joy. That's our life. Mm. That is our life force. It doesn't get any better. Like I have a phrase, every day is a holiday and a day of Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. We're <laughs> w- waking up. We have an opportunity to learn, to give, yeah. to share, to play. Uh, a, a million different emotions. But we have that opportunity. That's the power. That's, that's our soul. That's our connection.
0: With the broken hand and all, with the smashed face and all. Right. Yes. (laughs) So true. (laughs) Exactly. Oh my God, Joelle, I I love, love your wisdom and I love your presence in our reality. We do need them. And I apologize for the time, the limitations.
2: No, it's perfect. And I love, it's always perfect.
0: Isn't it? I love the timeless because these conversations, that's what they really remind me of. Like, oh, I lose track of time and they they are timeless to me. Like, right. oh, no space, no time. How amazing. Right. But then you look at the clock. Oh, I have to go. Right. And then you well, go back to...
2: Valeria, this has been wonderful. I so appreciate the opportunity with your podcast, to your listeners. I hope that both you and I have made their day and, uh-huh. and really helped them recognize the power within themselves.
0: Yes, you certainly did. Um, I love, love your message, your presence, your wisdom. And everything that you're doing to help others, that, that to me is so precious. Thank because you. that's what the heart wants. It's interesting. When we, the closer we get to the heart, we see that as the truth, like, ah, oh, what's good for me is good for others too. So why right. not, you know, share. Right. Absolutely. So before we say goodbye for today, I want to mention the programs that you offer. I saw that on your website how mm-hmm. to create a business plan. And then you have another one called learn to shift to your perspective. That's under mindfulness. Yes. And then you also have under services, coaching services packages. Uh, yes. And that, I believe, is one-on-one, isn't it, uh, Johelling? I didn't quite didn't see that there, but that's groups or well, one-on-one, those coaching services. Yes.
2: Groups are coming very soon. And I'm also writing an e-course harnessing the energy of crystals for business success. So... Um, that will be soon. I'm not quite finished with it yet, but uh, so I will be offering e-courses and obviously the one-on-one coaching and, and also readings I'll do, whether it's crystal readings or Oracle or Tarot cards. So um, I love it all. It's just all an opportunity. And if anybody wanted to reach out to me, they would just go to info at com. Yes, and I do have a website here too. It will be under the podcast profile as
0: well. Thank you so much again for your presence, Johanna. Your beautiful, beautiful presence. Thank you. I really appreciate it.
2: Thank you, Valeria. This was wonderful. We'll talk soon.
0: Take good oh, care of your beautiful thank self. You. Bye Bye-bye. for now, Joelle.
1: Thank you for listening to learn more about Joe Ellen Newman and her work, please visit TYTcoachjoe.com.
0: To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening, and bye for now.